So this morning's Dharma talk, Dharma talk uh, quite often I'm talking about the same thing over and over, so I just have to come up with another name for the same talk. And of course, they're not always exactly the same, but quite often I'm talking about the same topic, the same teaching. And, and because it is a very simple teaching, it's uh, difficult to um, convey that so that those who are listening, those who consider themselves students of this old man or this teaching for that matter, are able to receive what is actually being said. So it's kind of a dumb title, but what is it? Don't accomplish stuff? Yeah, don't accomplish stuff. That got your attention, didn't it? Don't accomplish stuff. Why would I say, why would I say that? Why, what, what's that about? It's a why question I'm giving you, but I can tell you why. It's because the, the mentality that is used to make cheesecake or get the dishes done or mow the lawn or drive a, a car or give a dis dissertation on the indigenous people of Southern whatever operates completely differently fundamentally differently. It's very much using cause and effect, cause and effect. This happens and that happens. This happens and that happens. This happens and that happens. The spiritual path is not cause and effect. It is not about you do this and get that. You do this and get that. There's no transaction happening here. If you think there is, you'll continue to do what everybody who's going in circles does, and that's go in circles thinking it's a straight line, thinking it's going from here to there, here to there, here to there. This is done with awareness, not with the thinking process. The thinking process is in the back seat and may be running its mouth and may not, but the awareness needs to drive this, this incredible vehicle of the Buddha's Dharma. Because if you're continually looking for getting somewhere, accomplishing something, these are all based on your presumption, your projection, your idea of the spiritual path and its goal, which is awakening. But you can't be asleep and decide what it's like to be awake. You have to awaken. And how do you do that? You have to go into that which is, as it is said in the Heart Sutra, Mukhege Ko, the walls of the mind. You have to look at the walls, no matter how ridiculous, crazy, time-wasting, uh, ineffective uh, and outlandish, outrageous, that may feel at the time. That's why you need a teacher. Or maybe not. Do it yourself. You need, it, you need a teaching. Or maybe not. Invent your own teaching. A lot of people do. What was that guy Peterson Jordan? Peterson Jordan, yeah. I think he's invented his own idea of what reality is. Let him do it. He can do whatever he wants, but if you're listening to me, what I'm saying is sit down, hold still, watch the movement in the mind that is continually obstructing your Buddha nature. You're already Buddha. You're already not separate from the Buddha. Not something to believe. Don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. Don't ignore it. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't look away from it. This is what the Buddha, path of the Buddha, the path of the Buddhas. Your path, possibly, is about do it with the awareness. We're not saying 
don't study. If you've ever been to this monastery, you'll see that we study every day. We study material of the Buddha's Dharma in many different directions from very, uh, different traditions, different ways of approaching what the Buddha taught 2,500 years ago. So the beginning of that, if you're hearing what I'm saying, would be notice your uh, spiritually materialistic idea about continually looking to see if your spiritual practice is getting somewhere. It's not getting anywhere. If it is, then it will fail. If it is, then it will fall apart because anything compounded, anything that's brought together is coming apart. Next week, next year, next lifetime. Coming apart, coming apart, coming apart, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, as Coben Chino Roshi translated the Heart Sutra's uh, mantra of gone, gone, gone beyond, gone completely beyond. Falling apart, falling apart, collapsing. The whole idea of everything, of your life, of who you are, of your your interior dynamic and your, your uh, conversations with yourself about the fundamental nature of who you are, what this is, and where you're going, and what your goals are. I'm not saying don't set goals. I'm not, I'm not stupid. No, very. Of course, set a goal. Get to college. Get a degree. Get a job. Do all of that. But when it comes to the spiritual path, sit down. Just receive. You're going into a dense forest that is an ancient forest that is your mind. There will be no one there to welcome you. There will be no signs. There will be no direction. There will be no light on the path. shining ahead of you. There is no ahead. If there's something out there, we're right back to what? The mundane path, which is totally valid in a mundane way. As I said, yes, do this, do that, accomplish this, accomplish that. But when it comes to the spiritual path, to your uh, practice of the Buddha's Dharma, just observe. And that way, through that observation, that the various things that arise in the mind, I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, it should be, it shouldn't be. They shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't have said that. And when I did say that, she shouldn't have said that back to me. And the next time she does that, I'm going to give her a piece of mind. Cheesecake. All of that being said, there's nothing to correct. So it's all about observing that. You, me, any of us may not be able to quite to quite uh, wean ourselves away from that looking for results looking for results so it's not about stopping that when i say don't don't do that i know you can't stop but if i say that then that brings your awareness to how much you're doing that and then the the idea is there to observe that grasping passion the three poisons passion aggression and ignorance observe the the desire for something else something more something other something something which reinforces the primary illusion which is there's somebody who wants anything in the first place there's the very nature of samsara is to reach out for something else to push it away or to reach out to it in the sense that you're shutting down you notice it you receive it so you shut down on it so you do something with it don't do anything with anything and if you do just observe that not easy very difficult to do this because the self-centered mind the ego mind continually looks for results spiritual materialism wanting to use spiritual techniques to feel better to get better to know that the buddha didn't say 
Life is suffering. Part of the time. Life is always suffering. It's just when you think it's not suffering, you're ignoring it. Look at it. Nerve endings are everywhere in all the sense fields, including the mind. And they are being abraded. I teach out of what I'm looking at, not what I read about, although I've read a lot. Forgot most of it. But I'm, I'm looking at what I'm saying. So if you ask me a question in a few minutes when we have questions, I will respond out of what I'm looking at. And part of what I'm looking at will be the tone of your voice, the shape of your lips as you're speaking, everything about you. I'm not reading your mind. I don't need to. Nothing is separate. You don't need to read something else. Everything is present right now. It's called authentic presence or pure appearance. Or don't add. Don't do the math. Wait till something forces you into it and then add up. Go ahead and add. So coming back to square one is what I'm saying. See the contrast between your everyday situ uh, situation where I, I teach this differently than I was taught. I was taught to be a, do uh, meditation in action and try to be more aware and try to try to try to try to we, we don't even do walking meditation here anymore because walking meditation is um, and, and I'm not against anybody who wants to do this please do all the walking meditation walking never do chicken and never do sitting meditation just walk around the rest of your life and enjoy yourself is that incorrect nope you do it but if you're listening to me and you give me some consideration, you give me the benefit of the doubt, I would say walk around all you want, but spend some of the, that time sitting down and just put it in neutral, sit down, just receive. So that when you get up off the cushion later, uh, instead of 99% uh, producing, producing, producing thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and 1% receiving what's around you, instead it starts to be 4% of receiving, 8% of receiving. Is this results? Is this accomplishment? No. no, because you won't know about it. If you know about it, then we're right back to that greediness of the mind that wants control, that wants to be the one who wins, the one who gets ahead. I'm not against sports, but I'm saying it's a good example of, of samsara in action. Winners and losers, winners and losers. There are no winners. Ultimately, there are no winners and losers. This is an illusion based on grasping at a self and rejecting another, or rejecting and uh, grasping another and rejecting oneself, or any other kind of internal, external warfare, peace fair. Don't do it. Minimal. It's a minimal form of uh, mind training. Sit down, hold still. Just watch the mind produce, 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 produce. Something happens down the hallway. The mind jumps on that. It won't re just receive it. If you just receive a noise that's coming down the hallway, you don't know what it is. If you know what it is, you've just produced something on top of it based on what, based on memory. Not wrong. We're not trying to correct this. We're trying to what? <sighs> Be aware of it. Be aware of everything. This doesn't mean that if somebody's doing something horrible, you shouldn't fight them or yell at them or stop them. Of course, it needs to be situational. Come out of the situation you're in. But quite often, the situations we're in, there's nothing much happening. But what are we doing? Producing, producing, thinking, thinking, daydreaming, speculating, speculating, wondering about this, wondering about that. 
getting ready to say some stupid inane thing to our partner when really we could just keep our mouth shut. You could just receive the color of the dashboard in front of you. You could just see the trees going by your window. Just that, just that, just receive. You don't have to maintain the present moment. There is no such thing as a present moment. Present moment is based on the belief, the assumption, the opinion, the idea, the conjunction that there's a past and a future. And that's, that's a further elaboration on relative truth, which is what? Not true. Not ultimately true. Relatively true. If you have questions, I'll take them. Shoto. bowing. Um, a few minutes ago, you talked about how there, there will be no one to greet us, and it's a lot of dark imagery, and it reminded me of my name, which seems to go the other way with Shining Path. What is you need it? a lot of help. So I'll give you that name. <laughs> <laughs> pretty shiny, huh? It's pretty dark. And you're wondering where the light is. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Please ask your question. Just in um, hearing that, what is a shining path? In your particular case, I don't often comment on people's names, unless I do. Uh, but in your particular case, anything you do is the path. That doesn't give you permission to do anything. You're a fully ordained monk, so you you have a lot of reference points to continue. One is the teacher you're looking at, the other one is the, the Dharma that you're studying, and it's the Sangha that's all around you. And it's a pretty tight Sangha considering you live in uh, southern Michigan. Other questions? Either in here? Yes. Is there a way to relax within the grasping? That's how it's done. The sitting meditation because you, we, we have no say-so about the mind. The mind is yammering all over the place, up and down, back and forth, right and wrong, good and bad, should be, shouldn't be. They did it. I did it. I shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it. What can I do now? What's, what am I going to say the next time they say that or do that? Or what can I do to make myself more, 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 less, 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 less? What's your question? Is there a way to relax within that? Sit down, hold still. Train your mind to just sit here. And the awareness when you do that, especially initially, which I mean the first half a dozen years or so, is probably going to be watching the chaos. It's a long path. You can't do this in a few weeks, few months, few years. It's a long path. Sit down, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture. You can't make the mind, the asymmetry of the mind is nuts. You can't, you can't go do that, even, even mantra practice, which I've done millions of them, so I can speak from some experience. Not 10,000, millions. I don't teach those. I could. A certain person might come this way that I might recommend that they do mantra practice. Probably not millions. But what you can do is sit down and just watch the millions of thoughts that come and go and come and go and come and go. Don't accept them. Don't reject them. Don't shut down on them. It's called awareness, awareness, awareness. Shikantaza, just precisely this. It takes a long time. And the relaxing part is possible 
but it, 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 it seems necessary for it rather than be some device that you use to make yourself relax is to look at the, the uh, uh, look at the anxiety. Anything you could say is the opposite of relaxing, the fidgetiness, uh, anxiousness, and, and just look at the anxiousness instead of trying to cover it up with a device, with a, with a, uh, with a, um, with something, a technique, uh, a mantra, uh, well, do this, do that, or for that matter, not just meditations, but medications, you know, cover it up. Most medications are not about um, getting rid of a, a problem, although some of them possibly. Maybe antibiotics have a way of, of very subtle warfare going on there. But to sit down and actually look at the battle, look at the difficulty, look at the anxiety, moment after moment after moment, receive, 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 receive the so-called otherness until you see that there is no such thing as other. This is transcendence, and it's not an experience. If it's an experience, it will go away, because all compounded things go away. But that which has never appeared can't vanish. That which has never appeared can't vanish. But that which has appeared and has been covered up for eons is revealed through just looking at whatever appears. Because that, everything that appears in, a, in your mind is covering your Buddha nature, your awakened nature. You understand? So practice. Return to the cushion and look at the anxiety. Return to the book study uh, when you're working with concepts and so on and, and feel the anxiety of not knowing. That is the path. Knowing things, accomplishing things, again, going back to that word, not the path. It could be part of the path, but the primary practice is to proceed with awareness into the forest, into the woods, into the terrain, into the into the, the, what do they call it in this, the Star Wars, a final frontier. You kind of missed it there. But I wasn't around to help him. And he wouldn't have asked me anyway. You know what I'm talking about. Alshon? <laughs> Am I looking at him? No, I actually have two eyes and you're both there. So I'll be looking at both of you. Further? Nicole Bowling, um, do you have to ride kind of like the full wave of the grasping if you've already started grasping to? Very good question. Yes. When you say full wave, that that tells me something about your practice that you're watching how that moves. You're watching the movement of it. So if you just keep doing it. You're you're. I'm talking to somebody who's on the side of the mountain. You may be down in the foothills, but you're on the side of the mountain. Just keep going. And it's not about going in a straight line or a circle. It's just moving. You'll know what to do next. This is why we have this structure called the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher. What is being taught in the community of people who are in some way inspired, even magnetized by that understanding. From Jeremy in Portland. Jeremy. Can you elaborate more about time? When you said there is no present moment, past or future, what yes. is the perception of time? A lie. Untrue. It's relatively true, of course. 
but that's when there's an attachment. As Dogen said in the 13th century, drop off body and mind, because body and mind are the ones that use time to substantiate, reify, and build a platform under the existence of a body and a mind that is succeeding or failing, going somewhere, not going somewhere, relative truth, reinforcing relative truth based on cause and effect, based on karma. But insight into your true nature, you won't find a past and a future. You won't even find a present because a present moment gets its gravitas, if you want to call it that, from uh, an apparent past and an apparent future. Or sometimes I call it the two thens, back there and up there. They're not different from each other. It's differentiated, but fundamentally they're just uh, something else more elseness. As a practice, we're, we're working with it to see that everything is, is just this. But ultimately, that even that is, uh, uh, is not exactly the truth. The ultimate truth isn't something. But we have to work with it some way. And so this is how we do. We, 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 this is how we look at, if you, there's always this. There's never last week. There's never next week when that to be very relative about it and somewhat uh, corny, you know, it's always now, even next week will eventually be now. And then we use the ego mind uses that to track it and say, well, yeah, you got to get there. You got to go there. It has to move ahead. Aren't you surprised that it's Sunday? I mean, it was just Wednesday. What the hell happened to Wednesday? Wednesday wasn't good enough. Why do we have to have Sunday? I hope that was helpful. <laughs> if there's a if there's a more question don't don't hesitate we do this together i can't do this by myself what do you mean by everything everything is present now what is everything everything nothing is nothing is left out everything but if you think there are separate things then you'll be tied up in that kind of a knot knot of the mind and you'll be you, that will prevent you from seeing more deeply into uh relative truth which reveals ultimate truth. I'm hesitant to talk too much about the two truths because there's so much, you know, between the Glugpas and the, and the Madhyamakas and Nagarjuna. If he was alive during the time of, during the 14th century, he probably would have fistfights with the, with the, who's the one guy? Uh, who's there? what that is oh prasangikas yeah you probably would hit them with some club deb bowing um so kazan you, you you talked about the contrast between everyday interactions with the world um, and I think you said, you know, if you know that you're seeing contrast, then that's not true spiritualism. If I look at it as not a goal, is it still part of the path that I'm actually seeing some contrast? I think about like one statement. I'm yeah, I'll bowing. Okay, so I think about, I'm trying to formulate a question and I'm having a hard time, but if I see that there's contrast in my everyday interactions, 
just, I guess, in my thinking mind, would something like do nothing unless I have to, would that be the contrast in knowing it's not a goal? Would it still be some kind of awareness? Bowing. Yes. I'd be confused. Yes. So uh, to emphasize, it is not about getting somewhere, accomplishing something, changing something. This is a relative dynamic. And I'm not saying there's no little of that. Of course, you've got to get to the cushion. You have to accomplish that. And that's difficult enough right there because the ego does not want to be seen. You sit on the cushion, practice shikantaza for a while, it becomes very difficult because self-centered mind does not will find some way to keep from being exposed. It's hiding out somewhere. But as Suzuki Roshi said, I think in his book, uh, if some if, um, if someone is watching you, you can uh, you can hide from them. But if nobody is watching you, you can't hide from yourself. Other questions? Yogurt on. Yogurt on. You were saying that uh, if you realize your true nature, there won't be any signs you want to welcome you. But you've also said that if you realize your true nature, you will know. So, what is the means by which we would know that there are no signs? Oh, you won't need to know. There's no one left. There's no nor left. The duality is uh, is no longer the case. It's from the point of view of, uh, of awareness, it's just collapsed. You just see that what you thought was true is was not true. So there's no, there's no one to know anything. There's no one left. There's just wisdom. If you wanted to divide it up into parts, you'd say, well, wisdom sees wisdom. Uh, if someone who has realized, who has realized uh, what the Buddha taught, Someone who, there's not going to be any claims. No need to make any claims about anything. But that that uh, one who has realized what that realized what the Buddha was pointing at 2,500 years ago uh, doesn't see anything else but a wisdom. Wisdom can't see otherness anymore because it just sees just sees this. It just sees this. Sometimes this is taught as like a mirror, like the teaching the song of the jewel mirror samadhi by whatever his name was. What was it? So was on Didn't you just give a talk on that? How was that talk? Was any good? Were people smiling when you were doing it? Were they frowning? I was ignoring them, so I don't know. <laughs> you're ignoring them, but you're aware of the, of the ignorance so that you're in then. You weren't even feeling good. You smiled at him? No. Okay, I'll say, I'll accept that. Other questions? What do we look for when we're um, contrasting what, um, the cushion in our everyday life? What are you looking for? You're looking at to see the contrast. You're saying see the contrast. 
or just whatever shows up. You're doing a lot of sitting, which you do a fair amount of sitting meditation. Some people, anybody who lives in this monastery is doing a lot of practice. I mean, a lot of sitting meditation and forms practice and so on. So you're doing a lot of practice. You're saying you don't see any crap? What are you saying? Uh, I'm just looking to, or asking to see if there's something particular to be looking at for the contact. Because it will show up differently for different people. More? What does it look like to not accomplish, not accomplishing? Wait a minute, wait. Not accomplish. So, so when you're actually being hoodwinked by your accomplishing, so you didn't accomplish not accomplishing, so therefore you're still accomplishing. Is that what you're asking me? That's real dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you want to know, you behind the post? <laughs> what do you want to know? It just seems like as soon as don't accomplish, something comes up, I try to accomplish that. And I, how do I relate to that energy? Stop being belligerent. <laughs> just look at that. Just, just observe that pushing back on something. That is about, that's, a, that's the way that the self-centered aspect of the consciousness and the Yogacara tradition, of course, called the, the seventh, or that area that's paranoid uh, consciousness that is worried about that and is greedy after that. And just look at that area. Just observe it. Don't correct it. There's nothing to correct, nothing to fix, nothing to repair. Everything is perfect as it is. But you have to see it. You have to actually see it. If you see it, it'll start looking back at you. That's that can be scary. Excuse me. How do I see that? Just continue. In other words, just, just continue, return to the cushion, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, return to the teacher, the teaching and the community, return, return, return. We float away, we're, we're in a relative, we're in a, in, a, in a contaminated realm called the human realm. In the six realms, the human realm is difficult, full of greediness, full of passion, aggression, ignorance. It isn't quite uh, as, as a, uh, densely populated as uh, the jealous God realm or the God realm or any of the other realms, but it's it's still confused. More? Michelle. Michelle, you said that everything is perfect. Yes. So even all the stuff that we do to cover up all the stuff that we don't like, is that perfect? Fundamentally, fundamentally, there's there's nothing correct. But there is a confusion. There is the confusion. There is the, the consciousness get, that gets sucked down into otherness and starts to go to war with himself, herself, or someone else, or a whole nation. But there's nothing fundamentally to fix because fixing it creates more. That's why I say don't go to war. Don't go to peace. Fight with nothing. But observe the fight in your own mind and lose that war. That's difficult to do. It's painful. You don't want to lose. You want to be nobody. Going nowhere. Yes. 
shine. Is a cover up our ego's way of trying to fix it? Yeah. Cover something up. In different ways. The simplest cover cover up is to just look at anything that's happening in the mind or in, in our life and do anything with it at all. Don't elaborate on it. When I say that, how do you do that? You watch, you have to look at how much you're elaborating in order to see where that's getting its fuel from, from passion, aggression, and ignorance, from suffering. And you can see those fuel lines and you can, just by looking at the fuel lines, they start to dissolve because they cannot stand the heat of wisdom. And wisdom is tiny, tiny little particles. It's like little pieces of light we throw in there to talk about it in a relative way. And is it that? No, that's just a way of talking. What it actually is, is already the case. You awaken to it. Awaken. That's why it's called awakening or enlightenment. Shogabang, earlier you said something like, if you see something, it'll look back at you. Mm -hmm. What does it mean for something to look back? It's uh, certain stages in there where the otherness starts to creep you out because you're getting close to falling off the, the cliff of uh, relative reality. And it is true that you will get to a cliff and you will start to fall. But it has been, has been said way before I got here, you're not going to hit bottom because there's no more, there never was a bottom. But it, it can feel like free fall to, the, to whatever aspects of the self-consciousness or the self-centeredness are still um, jockeying for position. Questions uh, on Zoom? There's a... That's quite a few people, 48 people on there. Yu Hong Baoing, if I cannot stop the accomplished mind in the relative sense, is awareness is enough, Baoing? Absolutely, absolutely, totally, relatively, and completely, and over the top. That's enough. Just be aware. Just be aware of the stickiness, the Velcro mind, of trying to hook onto something, anything for a reference point, anything, you want any, we'll settle. You know, give me 15 or 20 cases of, of used bottle caps. I'll take it. Anything for a reference point. This is what hobbies are about. Not, nothing wrong with a hobby, but sometimes the open space of not having much to do, which is an opening for what? The spiritual path. If you have a teacher, a teaching in a community, Someone said, well, let's fill it up with a hobby. We'll play golf. There's nothing wrong with golf. There's nothing wrong with tennis. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong, nothing wrong, nothing to correct. But I say, don't miss your life by covering it up with anything else. Does that sound like propaganda or trying to sell the spiritual path? No, far from it. You're not ready for this path. Don't do it. Don't do anything unless you have to, including the spiritual path. Don't meditate. And I, you've heard me say to you before, don't suggest that anybody meditate unless they come to you and whining about their life. And then you say, well, I don't know what you're going to do. I say, well, what do you do? <laughs> then it would be your words. You say, well, I'm, I've given my life over to Jesus. No, wait, that's the other one. Um, uh, no, 
I train my mind. I train, I train my mind so I'm not fooled. I keep continually be fooled by my mind, and I, so I train my mind. And then if they'll either say, well, that won't work. And they'll go on to say, you know, I was taking uh, Pepto-Bismol, but that hasn't worked either. And then they'll go on and listen to them. Won't change the subject back to your idea, your agenda about making them a Buddhist. Mind your own business. Make them drag it out of you. This path is, is uh, valuable and valid, but not as a merchandising. Don't merchandise this. It's done all over the place. I know Tricycle and Buddha Dharma and uh, wing nuts or whatever that other Buddhist material is. All good and valid. They let people you know where there's a, where a retreat is, where Dalai Lama is going to be, where uh, any other great teachers or lesser teachers, whatever you want to say, are there. Not against that. But I'm saying be very careful about stepping into someone else's territory. You work with your own territory. So go ahead and take what you just described to me as something that is arising in your awareness. And I would say the, the downside of it is probably how that feels. But the upside is you're actually aware of that. You're aware of this is all that happened with the Buddha. And I'm not minimizing the Buddha. But I'm saying all the Buddha saw when he awoke was suffering. And that's why the first words out of his mouth was life is suffering. Do I know that? speculation it looks that way from what how it looks here that's what he would have to talk about he would say he would have to say life is suffering this really is difficult and the cause of that suffering is we want something else grasping or we want to stop something which is also something else aggression or we just can't be bothered ignorance passion aggression ignorance runs everything so when you start working with that in a direct way and you just receive receive the, uh, the difficulty, the suffering can get even worse because then you begin to realize you're not separate from uh, Kiev. You're not separate from the Ukraine. You're not separate from the, the intense suffering that uh, that dictator is going through that will bring him into a situation where he feels like he has to butcher his countrymen. Powerful suffering behind that situation. This doesn't mean you need to feel sorry for anybody. But it's it's a dependently risen. You can't really can't really correct that as a wrong. It's much deeper than that. It goes back thousands and thousands of years, which is an understatement. Been one clown for a long time. Very rare to stumble into a true spiritual path that points to the nature of reality, and you can't get it from a book, as far as I know. I certainly needed a living teacher. Two of them. Further questions? When you say don't miss your life, um, I have some friends and family that their life is to collect experiences and make sure they have these big events to talk about. Yes. Um, when you say don't miss your life, is it talking about something different than the experiences that show up? Yes. Because quite often what's happening is people are grab, going after experiences. Looking at uh, here, they are in their living room, and they're thinking of something that would make their life more whatever. Go to you know Turtle Creek Casino. You know, not mocking that particularly, although a little bit maybe. But I mean, to, to, you know, 
you know, don't miss the very mind that is arising as you're sitting on the couch, that mind that is completely open and vast. Instead of filling it up with nuts and bolts and gumball machines, you, know, you don't even stop to use, put money in the gumball machine. You just eat the, gum, the whole machine. So that kind of greed for otherness, we're so terrified by our being a living being on a big ball of dirt in the middle of nowhere, rotating around a much larger ball of fire also in the middle of nowhere with, all, with countless other balls of fire and chunks of rock. It's an interesting area. If you just look at the physical situation we're in, the big one, uh, what we're gonna do here uh, in uh, Rockville, Illinois at 2.30 in the afternoon on the 12th of March, might be the most important thing that has ever occurred. It might be you actually might be turning to your life and receiving what shows up moment by moment by moment. It won't feel like an accomplishment. It may be from the ego point of view, from the self-centered point of view, it might be terrifying to do nothing. It's quite often for those who practice uh, sitting meditation, shikantaza, or even shamatha vipassana or laktang, Shine and Laktan, those actually will bring about similar kinds of experience of uh, no reference point, no one. So then we go back to whatever we go back to. Go ahead. Sure. Can we still go after hobbies or have um, go after those experiences and not miss our lives? Absolutely. And relatively. Of course you can. It's the attachment to that, the you know, stickiness around that. Yes, can do that. Go to the beach. All of those those things are totally available. You can do those. It's the it's the demand for other. It's the greediness for other. Realize your true nature, and uh, and then everything you everything you do in your life just flows. I use a relative word. Just comes and goes and comes and goes. There's no preference for anything. This doesn't mean you don't uh, that you. This does not mean that you don't see the contrast between darkness and light or rough and smooth. You see the contrast, but you no longer personalize anything because there's no person, never was a person. You're, you become totally ordinary. You don't even become that. You just stop being exceptional, accomplished. Could have said that, don't be accomplished. That would have been a better title, wouldn't it? <laughs> Is there still a way to um, try to have something show up in a tight or a particular way without it being an accomplishment? Yes, yes. It's it's. We're talking about we. I am endeavoring to talk about the attachment to it, not not to. Um, not something you've been practicing, like all the carpentry work that you do, or the work that you've done as a, you have a degree in English. There's a lot of work that you've done there, all kinds of things that you've done. Yeah. Oh, we should go ahead and become an expert or whatever in anything. That's why, that's why it, uh, in this monastery, I want it to be a, I don't know if there ever has been a family monastery before, but this 
That's what it looks like here. No nuns, just monks. Men and women are monks. And Rumi will be a monk. <laughs> or a monkey. So the idea is to provide a, a mandala, to provide a space where people can come and make their primary situation is to train their mind. And then you don't even have to do secondary. They also would have a job here. They work as a, as a therapist uh, and helping people who are not ready for meditation. Most people aren't, but are working with their minds in a more relative way. And then you might use um, cognitive behavioral therapy or what? How much? Can dialectical behavior therapy. Dialectical trauma recovery. Trauma, trauma recovery and more. <clears throat> self psychology. Self psychology. What else? Come on, cough it up. But so, so some people need that kind of work, and that's that's what they're ready to do, and they're not. They don't. You, know, you you might try it. I mean, you probably do occasionally run into somebody that might be ready to sit down and look at mindstream. But you kind of know that if you've been practicing this and you've been working with people, you see maybe this person, they might even ask you, so what do you do? You might say that. So that shows up for you or for other people, Kelly uh, or um, Kelly Climby or uh, Asenshu. It happens that way. Good area for questions. Yes. Another question from Jeremy Gray. Jeremy. Do you have a suggestion to get to deep consciousness or see more into or be more aware of the subconscious? There are techniques for doing that. And that's something we've worked with quite a bit here over the years is going into deeper layers of consciousness. Sometimes a person can do that by themselves. Uh, and of course you can do it by yourself by just sitting practice of meditation will introduce you to your, what you need to see in your mind stream very slowly, um, over time. So sitting practice is best. If you're, if you're sitting, um, uh, an hour a day, that's okay. But if you want to do anything any deeper than that, sit more, go into retreat. Um, when I say go into retreat, set up a time separate yourself, social distancing, you all heard of that from everybody. Monks have been doing that for centuries and centuries, social distancing, to get away from the insanity, the contamination of, of society. It's very contaminated with grasping, passion, aggression, and ignorance. We need to get away from that so we can look at what is the fundamental nature of, of this living being that, that shows up here and has been here for whatever number of years. So as far as deep consciousness, everything that you see Everything you think, everything you smell, taste, hear, touch has levels to it. And, and consciousness is, uh, has levels. And as we use the word levels, they aren't actually levels because there's not actually a layer there. It isn't like there's floors and then ceilings and floors and ceilings. But there's a, there's a dynamic happening in consciousness that if you uh, go uh, in that direction, that that will start to open up and it will open up differently for different people. And sometimes you need the help of someone who has a lot of access to that area. Sometimes they're called a medium. And every medium, no two mediums are alike. Some people are, can practically facilitate themselves as mediums and others cannot. That's a whole new, uh, whole different topic altogether. Further questions about uh, don't do stuff.
Cozon bowing. Yes, Cozon. Dallas has a question in the chat box. He asks, what is the difference between the perfection of the Buddha and the standard idea of perfection in the minds of a person who is not trained like this? What is what is the key ideological difference? Alan? The perfection of the Buddha, the perfection of, uh, of uh, realization uh, is there is no other. So there isn't anything else. Whereas the perfection of other kinds of perfection is opposed to imperfection. So it's a, it's a more obvious and it's in a lower a frequency, a lower dynamic. You could say lower because it's, it has a polarity to it. Ultimate perfection has no polarity. Best example I can give you this in your own mind stream. I can point it out in your own mind stream. If you just listen and don't crank up your thinking process as soon as you hear this, look at your dream and see that something is arising in the dream that has no past, no future, and no present. There is no space there. Dreams do not have space. When you have actual physical space, you have a past and a future, apparent, and you have a this and a that, and you have nerve endings, and you're functioning as a very low-frequency organism, and you're exposed to all the so-called otherness. But in the dream state, uh, if you've ever had a dream where you have an intense nightmare, and it's very scary. And then you wake up, you say, oh, that was just a dream. Well, this is a dream. As it said, as a Tibetan tradition, they say, the dream you have at night is a sample dream to show you what a dream is. But this is the real dream. This is the one that it's, which we're, we are endeavoring to awaken from with the help of this 2,500 year tra tradition of the, this ancient sage. The Buddha, Shakyamuni, Tathagata. Yu Hongbaoing, I have a follow-up question. So I often feel like I have a strong tendency to uh, to add or to do something. If I need to do something, how it can be done? Bowing. Well, I mean, you're going to have to get groceries. So you have to do that. So there's very relative things that you just are going to have to do. There's no pretty choiceless, but there's other things that are, that are, um, you don't have to do. And we find that we do them anyway, uh, because we want to fill up that space. We, we, we have a, uh, and, and that's the way the ego gets its fuel for a feeling uh, this feeling of that we're in control. We have some say so we can decide to buy those snowshoes or not, or we can just walk in the snow, and, and we, we're going to get a credential either direction, looking for credentials. Not wrong. It's not wrong. You know, you should, you should look at, at your situation and do what you need to do, but look at it very closely and, and use the sitting practice of meditation to help you strengthen the awareness aspect of consciousness, uh, which is on receive. Awareness doesn't produce anything. Just like um, seeing can't think. Smelling can't think. The mind thinks, and I'm not talking about the brain. So less is better. Just you, know, you take care of your children, of course. I mean, they can't do this without you. Take care of uh, your husband, your, your in-laws, your whole, oh, whomever, mom and dad. Take care of people. So, but find some time to spend, to 
train your mind to see see very closely what it is that's arising in the mind stream. So when you get up and interact with others, you see more clearly what their confusion is. You don't correct it, but you see who you're working with, and that way you can fundamentally help them rather than just correct them or get them to do what you do or, and so on. Further question around that if you have it. No, thank you. And myself too. Take care of myself. Bye. Just saying. Bye. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about yourself. That'd be all right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you got to brush your teeth. You got to take care of yourself. Of course. That would actually come first. You can't really save someone else uh, from a drowning unless you are in a place where you're not going to drown with them. Yes, there needs to be. But this is a sitting practice of meditation. So, and, and I'm very biased here, having done this for almost half a century. I'm very biased about this. Train your mind. Train your mind. You don't have to. I don't, I don't have any club. I don't have any dues. You don't owe me anything. You never have to listen to me again. But you could consider you might want to just hold still and watch when it continues to move in your mind stream and in your life stream without accepting rejecting or shutting down and that will lead you no promise but that will lead you in towards your true nature final question if there is one cause i'm bowing dallas has a follow-up question i don't want one from dallas i go ahead what's dallas have if this is a dream, are you allowed to make it lucid? Are you permitted lucidity, imagination, creativity, input? Why would anything perfect be in requirement of input, movement, or dreaming? I'll tell you what the very best response to you I can give you for what you're talking about, for the way your uh, conceptual dynamic functions and your emotional dynamic functions, the very best thing for you to do that will answer that question for you in a very direct way that would be much better than any gobbledygook I can spell out here. And that is train your mind. Begin to train your mind. Spend, I would say, this isn't for everyone, but for you personally, because I know you, we've known each other for years. Get to the cushion two hours a day from now on. Don't talk to me again. Well, maybe later. But first, spend a, spend a few months training, sitting on a cushion every day for two hours, two, an hour in the morning, an hour at night, two hours in the morning, an hour and 45 minutes, and then 15 minutes at night. You divide it up. But make sure it's really close to that because the way that question arises out of you, Dallas, out of I, I know you pretty well. I don't read your mind. I don't have to. But that's what you would need. To, the way you're asking that question tells me something very important that you've been contemplating this, you're thinking about it. Uh, you're a very intelligent man. That's not a compliment. I don't compliment anybody. We don't need compliments. If I get a compliment, it's more about the person that's doing the complimenting because they're, they're looking at a projection. They're not looking at who's here. If they were looking at who was here, then they would be here also, not separate. Don't fool yourself. Get your butt to the cushion. Sit there, watch what moves, and don't conclude. But if you do conclude, then don't conclude about concluding. Don't do anything with it. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't look away. Thank you so much.
merit this penetrating to all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan, and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.